Now entering Nerdist.com. Thinking outside the box, in the box, it came in, the blind lady, the nearsighted, four out of five doctors recommend not listen. This is cash withdrawal. Ah, the delicate, tasting licks of the cash withdrawal sextet. And, uh, wow, do they really hit it hard. Uh, You know, they they don't get to play very often, but when they do, they really make it count. Thanks for coming out and listening to uh, Cash Withdrawal. It's just so so great to be back. And, you know, this is for the people that are... If you're having some withdrawal symptoms, you've come to the right place. And I can see the waiting room is really filled with lots of different people. I'm just going to... Tassels? Tassels, could you send in... Can you send in to, uh, my next uh, my next patient? Carlos Alas Rocky is here. Carlos. Oh, hi. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't seen you in a while, Cash. It's it's been some some amount of times. I think Tassels is you got a package. It looks like you got a FedEx package. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tassels Very crinkly is, packages. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the yeah. holiday season. This is. A- <laughs> <laughs> Probably coming up around the world somewhere. Hey, you know, uh, it, would you like to sit down? You can sit down on the... Uh, our couch is being reupholstered. You could sit down on the baby fig tree or the the figment of my imagination. Which one would you rather I'm going to sit, sit down on? on the figment of your imagination okay, because yeah. I want to be uncomfortable. I'm imagining a uh, baby fig tree. So either way, you're sitting in the same place. Okay. Uh, I love fig newtons, <laughs> so I'll quite possibly What did love- you think of Tassels? Have you met her before? I love the fact that she's left-handed. Yeah, and it's so you never see that anywhere. Yeah, how did you notice she was left-handed? It was uh, not just. (laughs) This is great. I never knew this about her. Yeah, no. um, She was. She sneezed, and boom! It was usually it's a double cover. The double cover. It was just the single cover, and it was the left hand. Yeah, and I I think that's a a left-handed dominant. So right away, just thrilled. I think she's charming. (laughs) I can't. I can see why she was behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, but just kind of demure and kind of, mm-hmm. uh, I don't mm-hmm. really need the focus. Yeah. It's all about cash. Yeah, it's all about me. So, uh, here. how old would you, uh, would, how old do you think she is? A lot of people have uh, different theories. Um, I think she's 41. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. she's cracked the four. Yeah, she's aging well, but though. A little right? bit of a crow's feet, yeah. but she could pass for 27. Yeah. I mean, yeah. might be hair color. It yeah. might be like me. <laughs> it might be a hair color, but uh, charming. Charming, demure, shy, but knows herself. Yeah, I think yeah. left-handers just have that naturally. They know yeah. themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it, it's so good to see. I, I haven't seen you in like two years. Yeah, and uh, are you just missing the show, cashing in with TJ Miller? Is that mainly why you're here? Yeah, I could. I was having speaking of withdrawals. I was having major withdrawals with that. I, the only time I get to hear TJ is basically with my kids, because and we'll talk about that because we watch Big Hero Six over and over. The amulet is green. Uh, uh, it's probably an emerald. This is my Mikasa. It's French for front door. And it's like, holy mother of Megatron. Uh, I know all his lines. That's all I can get. I missed yeah. him that much that I memorized his lines from Big Hero 6. Yeah. I can't I, stand to watch his stand-up because I don't want to see him. That would yeah, just be too you hard. You just want to, right. I just want to hear him. I mean, you're, you're a voiceover guy. Now, I have a theory that, mm-hmm. that people, that they, they don't use, you know, you're, you're a very... Uh, uh, well-known uh, guy with your acting from mm-hmm. from Reno 9/11 that kind of thing, but I have a theory that that they shouldn't be allowed to use uh, famous people for voiceovers because uh, famous people, people who have done well in the acting world, yep. they already have their their niche. That it should be really uh, hideous people 
that, that, yeah. that do the voiceovers, people that could never get any acting work, people that no one would, that have wonderful voices, but yeah. that we don't know. And I feel like it's unfair that they give all these movies to these voiceover to people that have already successful in the first place. These people don't need the extra work. They don't need it. Why isn't there a separate niche for voiceover people? Yeah, it would be like giving a Major League Baseball player uh, a job as boss at the FedEx plant. Right. Like CEO of FedEx. Right. They don't need it. They don't need it. They're already making billions I think, of dollars. I think it should be separate. I actually find it distracting. You mentioned like how, you know, you, you don't want to picture how he looks. I often, when I see people doing these cartoon characters or whatever, I picture the actual actor and that's not what they want in the first place. So I actually think it. it's a distraction. I think I do too. It takes you out of it. And I'm proud to be in the latter group of hideous people. I think TJ <laughs> walks that fine line. He started out hideous and will always be, yet he's... Catapulted into the celebrity He yeah. is Well he is A celebrity with hideous uh, Adjacent Arising If you were to, to do his um, You know his sign His astrological celebrity sign But yeah It does take you out of it You don't want to hear Brad Pitt as a voice of something Or Matt Damon or You want to hear Ugly hideous people Get lost in the character So you can just go Exactly oh, look, that's a talking bear Exactly Exactly yeah. Now you mentioned your kids I, I, We mm-hmm. both have kids now Um I've eaten all my son's Halloween candy. Uh, in fact, I'm starting to think really, we took him to a, an area where it was only, um, you know, houses were every like two or three, you know, feet apart. So we could hit a lot of houses. And yeah. at the time I thought it was for his best, you know, uh, you know, for his best, in his best interest to do that. Looking back on it, I think it was to get as much candy as I could yeah. so that I could eat all of it. There is a Halloween efficiency model that you need to take care of, especially if you have dual families and one person needs uh, or a dual run family with husband and wife or wife and wife, husband and husband. Somebody needs to stay home and hold the fort. And so we did the same thing. We stuck to streets that were real close. If a light wasn't on, nope, skip it. Light's not on. I'm not even wasting that walk up. And the long walk up is a real detriment. The long walk ups, you you have to be real aware of going to a a neighborhood where the walk ups aren't too long. Absolutely. Short walk-up's the best, the most efficient. There was a house, literally, not kidding, that had a sign out in front. And this house had pre-orchestrated a beautiful Halloween decoration with a cat that spun its head and pumpkins and lanterns. But on the night of Halloween, sorry, Monday night football game, happy Halloween, not answering door tonight. Literal sign. Uh, See, back in the day, that that person would get egged. They would get egged. That house would be on fire. But this is... (laughs) 2016, and we're a little bit more We're so civilized now. We're very civilized. Although we're going back in the other direction. And it was a Vikings (laughs) versus, like, like the Vikings versus the Redskins. It was some boring game. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. I I was working with a guy, uh, about 22-year-old, 23-year-old guy, very funny comedian, and... um, he he was talking about how he had to train for his costume because uh, he's like you know I I was I had my shirt off so I've been training for it for yeah. a couple of months I lost about uh, twenty or thirty pounds he was like I've, I'm cut now I wanted to be really ripped for Halloween and I was thinking about how the world's changed I mean if you if you look you know if you told someone two or three hundred years ago that was worried about getting scurvy or something yeah. on a ship or you know worried about <laughs> losing weight for real reasons. Um, and now this guy has the time yeah. to actually purposefully lose the weight yes. so that his Halloween costume looks good. If you think about how the world's changed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think what you're saying is that if only pirates had personal trainers, they would exist today other than Somalian pirates. They are looking at me six pack. <laughs> they would die really cut and good looking. Yeah. What were you? 
What was I for Halloween? Yeah. I just popped in my scary eyes and a sheriff shirt, and I was a combination between Rick from Walking Dead and Garcia from Reno 911. Okay. I was Rick Garcia. Oh, great. Now, now, people say, you don't look like Garcia at all, even though you played that part. Not. I mean, that, that would have been. You know, you know? actually, <laughs> that used to be the case. Yeah. Even but without the mustache, but now even with my hair dyed now, which I did for another job, people recognize me more now because maybe I think it might be streaming on Netflix, so I get recognized more now than you used to. Than I used to, but definitely without the mustache, I don't look like that character. So it's very, um, it's very random when it yeah. happens. So for your costume, were you wearing the character? I was wearing a sheriff T-shirt with sheriff yeah. pants and my scary yellow eyes and no mustache, but I just had my goatee. And gray hair, and I was Rick. Uh, I was Rick Garcia Grimes. Rick Grimes from <laughs> Carl. Carl, my partners are gone. We gotta stick together. Carl, I need candy. Carl, candy corn. <laughs> Got to fortify our treat bags. <laughs> my son keeps asking people. He does a trivia game. I was just curious. You have a? Is it? Did you? It's a six-year-old or a four-year-old? We have a five and a half-year-old daughter, Riley. And uh, two and a, two and a half, almost three. Does she old. ever try? Well, just tell me if your if your daughter does this. Does she? My son does these trivia games with people, and but he doesn't give any clues, which really opens mm. things up. You know, he'll, yes, he'll be like, uh, so this is his best trivia game right now. He'll be like, guess what I was for Halloween, and he won't give any clues now. Oh. So the game takes quite a while. Yes, and he doesn't even say if someone's getting closer. And I'll say, look, you've got to you got to narrow this down for people yeah. a little bit. Uh, you know, you, they're going to go through. Is oh, mail delivery. Yeah. Tassel bought her pups today. Ta- <laughs> you getting another FedEx? Yeah, I had package. no idea Tassel had uh, had dogs. Well, I think she's uh, babysitting. She's fostering. Oh, she's, she's fostering. That's, that's what she told foster me. dogs. Yeah, I, I thought she was talking about her ch- uh, children. She said, "No, I'm fostering some dogs." Yeah, yeah, lovely dogs. One <laughs> mixed. She said she got them from an animal shelter, which is good. But she has to pass them along, so it really hurts. But yeah, my so, daughter. So the hard will do part that. about the hard part about these trivia games is um, he had a very difficult costume to guess. Um, I mean, it wasn't even anywhere. It wasn't a normal costume. Yeah. So basically, people just. I have to watch them just crash and burn for 10, 15 minutes. Now, how long should I let that go on? I think you uh, should let it go on for 16 minutes because at that point it reaches diminishing returns. You could just go, <laughs> I don't know, you're superintendent for LA Unified Water and Power. Yeah. <laughs> and you're right. Yeah. They just get so exhausted they say you're right. 16 I'm having, minutes. Yeah, I'm having him give clues. He was, uh, he was Big Ben. Big Ben. And people are not going to oh, guess like, Big Ben. Doom, yeah, doom, the clock. Doom. Yeah. Not the clock that Harold Lloyd hung from in that one silent film, because that was not Big Ben, I don't think. It was just a big clock in New yeah. York. He's obsessed with Big Ben. What, what was Riley? Riley was, oh, uh, for all you parents that have kids, especially daughters, and know the movie Descendants, not The Descendants, because that was the movie with George Clooney. Descendants right. is a Disney movie where the, uh, the children of the bad guys go to school with the children of the good guys, and she was Maleficent's daughter, Mal. She was Mal with the purple hair. Oh, okay. And black gloves and casting spells. So she had and seen that movie and liked it. Loved it. And uh, Austin was Wonder Woman. Okay. So we had yeah. a couple of strong female characters. One evil <laughs> and one good. And I think that's the way they are in real life. It kind of panned out that way. So there was no, there was no guessing. I knew who they were. That wasn't that game. She makes me play those trivial guessing yeah. games when we play I Spy With My Little Eye. She'll just look out a window and go, I, I Spy With My Little Eye. Something beginning with S. Well, there's like a thousand things outside right. your window. Right. 
begin with S. So this is going to take a while. <laughs> did you? Uh, was it a? Where, where did you have? Where did you have her? I mean, was it at a hospital or at a? Because I always thought the best place to have a kid would be. Like, I don't understand why there aren't more births at a Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, yeah. Because they've got everything there. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's all they got the the beds and the linens, the tongs. Maybe yeah. they don't have tongs, but they've got everything you need. They do have everything you need. Did and you did you have them? Did you have these two at a, at a hospital? They were at uh, Cedar Sinai. Yeah, that's where had, we had ours. They had that drink, the the fruit cocktail, the cocktail that you yeah. give your wife if it's your wife having a baby it usually is a woman yeah um so <laughs> wife or non-wife or your female counterpart yeah the cocktail did you uh did you get an epidural i got an epidural also just getting the spirit of things i did you- got just a little nitrous that was it i didn't go for the epidural <laughs> i just wanted to be happy um no but i had the hamburger at the cafeteria yeah, and I think that made me want to get the epidural. <laughs> I was going to say that was the equivalent. I took a risk. That was the equivalent of the epidural. I, my wife yeah. was having stomach pains. Yeah. I wanted to go. You know, yeah. I wanted to be in the same state she was in. Sympathy yeah, to to get that. Um, I wonder if we had the same doctor. We'll talk about that afterwards. It's a, I do like that. Maybe if we have a third kid. It will be bed or Lowe's. Lowe's. Would yeah, be a good Lowe's place would be a good place to have a kid. Yeah, because um, yeah. You know, I, I, there's places you don't want to have a kid. You know, Orange yeah. Julius comes to mind. You yeah. Wanna, people really want to get their drink. They want to get their drink. You know, they really... Cinnabon. You don't want to compete with that the smell of cinnamon. The yeah. doctor's like, oh, you're at 10 centimeters, but you don't... Yeah. You know what? Oh, God. Yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a theory about Cinnabon. I, I don't understand why people give flowers. Mm-hmm. People say that stop and smell the flowers. Right. I think it makes more sense to stop and smell the Cinnabon. I, I feel like yeah. the Cinnabons are better. You can make a case that Cinnabons smell a lot better than flowers. I would I would uh, make that case. And if I were a florist, I would breed with biological technology and GMOs some sort of <laughs> Cinnabon flower. You know how much money you would make? I like it. Yeah, Cinnaflower. <laughs> <laughs> you really love me. You really, really love me. That and, yeah. the, and the, a bacon flower. Just mm. these are bacon flowers. You've been married for six years. Six years now, and um, were you honest about who you were going to? You know, a lot of guys, their whole thing is when they meet a girl, they they kind of are a little bit. They kind of show that person their best side. They show them what that person wants to see early on in the courtship. And then mm. some people, like myself, you try to be honest early on. Like you're not going to. Because I, I think you, you set false expectations. I, I don't oh, understand yeah. the whole idea that these guys are like, hey, you don't want to let them see your true self for six months. Um, no. I, don't, I don't go with that theory because I think you have to establish. Like I had to establish early on. Yeah. I will never take you on a picnic. You would be like. No, a, there will be no picnics. There's no picnics. Yeah. You're like a really detailed <laughs> movie trailer where you're going to show everything. <laughs> I'm sorry the guy right. dies in the end. And if you want to still see the movie. You right. can see the movie. I'm sorry, but I, no. I interrupted. I did not. I think my wife and I, lived, we lived together for a couple of years and dated before that. So she saw the worst of me, for sure. Okay. Temper tantrums and then yeah. doubt and fear. And we literally courted over Taco Bell and The Exorcist see, and Sopranos episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> now that we're married, we watch Dateline together and we jokingly... That is like know, The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. We jokingly tell each other, like, hey, man, if I, you, we know that if each of us takes out an insurance policy yeah. on each other 
that, you know, they're leaving. We're leaving. We've promised each other we won't kill each other. We'll let us know if we're having affairs, if we want to get out of there or whatever. We're not going to kill each other. Although I jokingly tell my wife that I'm, I'm stabbing her with a needle like 37 times every night <laughs> when she's asleep and just slowly Slowly, okay, yeah. Like killing her not so softly. Yeah, we do know that ethyl glycanol is the tasteless, odorless substance in antifreeze. And if she starts delivering me sweet teas at work, I'm not I'm turning them down. Well, even even when you know, it's funny you say that too, because even when we got married, and I think this is the way to do it. I'm you know, everyone has different ways, but even when I got married to my wife, I said I'm making a promise to do my very best. Not, you know, if, if not to do anything beyond that, not, I'm not making a promise that we will stay together for a lifetime because if you decide you want to start climbing dangerous mountains and I don't, I'm not going to go on for the ride and you develop these different interests and it takes you to this different part of your life that neither of us thought you'd go to, uh, you know, whatever it might be, um, it's okay if, if one of us grows to a point in a different direction where it mm-hmm. just doesn't work anymore. Let's not hold that against each other. Now, that hasn't happened, but I'm just saying, like, how can you make a promise for who you're going to be in terms of every interest you have? Yeah. Um, I had no idea my wife would develop a, co- a crush on Kyle Chandler by watching <laughs> <laughs> the entire the whole series of Friday Night Lights in like two weeks <laughs> and Bloodline and now... I, <laughs> She wants to go to Austin, Texas on a pilgrimage. What can I do? Right. Yeah. What that's her. Is that her? Um, that's her. That's her hall pass. Yeah. Is that what they're called? I forgot what it yeah, was called. Mine's the back of the Kia just taking a nap. <laughs> I'm just going to lie. I'm going to have an affair with my Kia. Well, I, mine, mine is just, and I've talked about this a lot on the show, uh, but I need to let you know since we haven't seen each other in a while. Mine's just to, to be on FarmersOnly.com. I just want to experience it. Yep. I want to go on that. I'm obsessed with it. I want to go yeah. on that uh, <laughs> website and say, I'm a farmer. Teach me. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not, a, I'm not a farmer. Teach me I, to be the one non-farmer on farmers only. Yeah. I think it's a great hook. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to one of my single friends last night about it and he said, I don't know if it'll work. I don't even know if it exists. He thinks it's a front for some other mafia organization. Ooh, he might be right. And but, they, they really have to specify that because you could be a llama farmer.com or exactly. pot farmer. Or, oh, pot farmer. That's farmer. a whole different com, dude. <laughs> I'll meet you at 420. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or dairy farmer. So you'd love to do that. That's your... I just want to do it. I want to experience it, but I don't think it's yeah. nice. I don't think it's mean. I don't think it's nice to go on there and not have any interest in actually forming a relationship. I think that's taking advantage of the people on there. But I would love to go on there and say, if I were single, I'd go on there and I'd say, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a farmer, but I've always wanted to learn how to grow and how to... How to be a better uh, steward of the land, steward of the land, the you know? steward of the land. Yeah, forty acres and, and a mule. Yeah, and and then you see what comes at you, and I think you'd, I think you'd get a fish out of water. I think you'd get a lot of interest. Yeah, you could be uh, that whole green acres thing could could happen for you. I have no interest in Tinder. No, in doing that, uh, that's exhausting. I did somebody's Tinder for two days on this last road trip I was on. He was a single guy, and so I, he I let, he let me. Oh, work his man. Tinder account just for fun. And it's 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 like a it's homework. It's too much. It's too much. And dating is like interviews. It's like job interviews at it a certain is. point. It gets exhausting. It it did. It it does and, and and eventually yeah, you just allow yourself to swim in the shallow end and somebody just grabs you with a net. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not swimming in the deep waters anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I do think like seven minute dating or five minutes. I do think you know within the first five minutes if you have any rapport with someone. Yeah. And yeah. that's the problem with all this internet stuff is I don't think you get to that point quickly enough. You have to write back and forth. You don't, I don't think you get a sense for that by writing. Yeah, it actually shows less courage. You're actually dating, yeah. making sure. What right, just right. go meet somebody. Just go meet somebody. In a somebody. public place during the yeah. day. Just go meet somebody. You know, yeah. and uh, tell a friend. Yeah. Now, I do think you can just, I think handwriting, on the other hand. Yeah, uh, it's very Civil War. There, are, there is handwriting that makes me horny. My uh, dearest Eloise, <laughs> I long for the days to meet you for the first time and set all eyes upon your countenance. You get one. Yeah, it's very old school. <laughs> you can you can do every voice. You're like a <laughs> and you, you send that with the musical accompaniment. <laughs> it's been four long weeks. The weather has dropped. <laughs> that would get you somebody right away. I mean, it, the relationships took so long back then where you got to go they with did. the letters back and forth. But uh, do you, I remember getting letters. It was very exciting. Yeah, I, you know, back then. I had a day. girlfriend that moved to Sweden. Oh, wow. And she was my first very serious girlfriend. Wow, she so moved that's to, long distance. She moved to Sweden. And, Pre-internet. Uh, Pre-internet, moved to Sweden. I don't want to date myself, but it was uh, 1832. And uh, she, she's over there. And we wrote each other these long, passionate letters. And uh, I've kept all of them. Nice. Yeah, I mean, because uh, they're very, I I don't think I knew, but they were very well written, too. She was a great, you know. That would be a writer. nice museum uh, gallery opening for oh, you yeah. to keep, just display all those letters. Yeah. Um, in an art gallery. Yeah. I think and the progression be... of them to the last one saying, I'm dating someone else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It was actually perfect. She started to date someone else. About about the same time when I think we both realized this can't we can't really uh, maintain this relationship with one person in Sweden and the other. It's not uh, going to happen, you know, especially without school. internet, especially yeah. without skyping or facetiming. Yeah, Can yeah. You, we, it, we, uh, I had a girlfriend in Germany in college. And it was one of those things you'd go find a payphone and dial an eight hundred number and hope that they would pick up. And the time change and yeah, yeah, that was old school. Yeah. Good okay, speaking of old school, let's let's get you. Yeah. You know, this is a therapy show. We're going to get you yes. through this here. This is the Warshak test. Okay. Warshak test. Warshak. Yeah. Okay. Um, how, how good of a friend do you have to be with someone to go through their uh, their fridge? Um, I, I mean, because you know, I hadn't seen you in a while, and if you had just walked right in. To my office and just started going through my fridge here. Um, yeah. Maybe that would have been awkward or not. What do you think? How, how well do you have to know somebody? Our past would have had to involve spooning, either to keep warm <laughs> or because it was spring break and we just got a little bit lost and yeah. fuzzy. So I think that that has to occur. There has to be some sort of spooning physical contact. In but order. we did have a very, for me, a very <laughs> we did have a, a very big event together. We, we uh, it wasn't spooning, but it was close. Actually, I had to spoon with the guy I went with. We went skydiving. Right. And I told this story on the show, on the other show, but um, I'll just tell you my perspective of what happened. Can I, I, can I yeah. do my impression of you? Yeah, yeah. I, I got to tell you, Carlos, this is, uh, this is not, really, uh, not really exciting me right now. I got to tell you, I'm really afraid. <laughs> Like in the plane, like above the din of the, or below the din of the airplane. Are you ready? I got to tell you, Carlos, um, this is not quite what I expected. And I, I'll be honest and say, I don't like it. 
<laughs> you uh, now I can't see myself in your impression because no one can understand what they give what they show to the world. Right. But your impression apparently is dead on because everyone is always like, "Have you seen Carl's impression of you? It's dead on." Which, which it, who knows? I, you're, you're an amazing impressionist. I mean, it's it's, it's a testament to you. But yeah, I mean. Well, but we don't know ourselves that well. That's the problem. No. We, we, we don't know how we... We're always surprised when we see ourselves on film or hear our own voices. I'm very nasally I have no lips. Yeah, I'm always just disgusted with my... Well, the first yeah. thing I see is my belly, regardless of... of go right to it. Yeah, just go but right to the... I'm, I, you know, what was your experience, that true experience of that skydiving? Yeah. Because I never... Well, okay, well, here's one thing. Um, so... I didn't think I'd have to do it. Um, you know, I, I my, remember my thing was like, you said you guys want to go skydiving. It was me and Sue, Sue Murphy, Sue Murphy. hilarious uh, comedian from the Bay Area. And we're all from the Bay Area. And we'll talk about that. But, you know, I didn't think I'd, I said, well, if Sue does it, uh, I'll do it. I didn't think Sue wouldn't want to do it. And yeah. she just said, sure. And now I'm locked in. Ooh, you know, it was sort of a dare that I had to go through with. And the thing, my problem with skydiving is, I have a real fear of, of not dying itself as much as how I die. Right. Because I, I think how you die becomes the story people tell. If you yes. die in any kind of strange way, that defines your whole life. Yeah. And that bums me out. You know, like it, it, it defines your whole life what happens when you die that yeah. first hour and what happened the hour before. That's why I'm afraid of gaining three or four hundred pounds. I don't want anyone to be like, yeah. yeah, they had to. I don't want. I don't want the description to be what kind of a crane had to pull me out of the house. Yeah, you know that that becomes what defines you. Rescuing not, not a the cat life from a lived. fire. It's, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll save you. <laughs> oh, he didn't make it. Oh. <laughs> How did you make that noise? <laughs> Rescuing two cats under fire. <laughs> You had to make a Sophie's choice, and you chose both of them, and you lost your life. <laughs> I'll save both of you. <laughs> she just should have gone for the one. But yeah, so yeah, you're right. I, but you know what? So, so if you die, if you happen to die in a skydiving incident, nobody has any sympathy for you. You know, it's just like, well, he jumped out of a plane. You know? Right. And that's what scares me. I don't want to die doing something, and I won't say it's stupid. I know you've done it. Thousands of times, I think. How many jumps have you done now? I did. Uh, I quit in 2010, but 723. Wow. And I had one reserve ride on jump 336. Had to dump the reserve, uh, the uh, main canopy and pull the reserve. Really? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You don't want to die. Like How a, come you stopped? I'm getting married and having kids. I, yeah, I got what I got. One. I, I got what I got out of it. And then we had some personal friends that perished from skydiving. One was a very accomplished skydiver doing the proximity cliff diving with a wingsuit for a Red Bull commercial. And he passed away and he was very experienced. And then a couple of other experienced guys right above the drop zone at Paris, they had thousands of jumps either and they collided and they tangled. And we went, you know what? If somebody that that experience can perish, you know, that's, we've had enough. We've right. Had it enough. can happen. It can happen. It's, it's not, you are increasing your odds. Your odds are better to not do it that day. Yeah. And, um, it was really exciting, but I was just had that in the back of my mind. Yeah. You know, what are, what are going to people say, you know, they're going to kind of blame you. Yeah. That's what bummed me out. If, yeah, you, you if it happened to ha- and I hate that idea that people actually blame you for your own, yeah. uh, for your own passing. Um, but that being said, so we go up there and, uh, yeah, I found it pretty terrifying. Um, the guy I jumped with was playing a lot of jokes on me. 
Yeah. Oh, you're not clipped in. Yeah. He's like, he's like, just go to the edge. I'll get, I'll catch up to you. That kind of stuff. And I just think that Gallo's humor didn't, you know, wasn't sitting well with me. No. By the time we jumped, I really didn't like him. Didn't want to be flying you, uh, through the air with him. He you was, wanted an H and R Block tax accountant just to go. Well, everything is looking good and everything yeah, is lining up. Puss. He kept going, jump, puss, and I'll catch up. Uh, kept calling me puss. Puss is. I don't need hard. someone challenging my manhood. No. Uh, when the door of the airplane opens at what fifteen thousand. When you're already right? emasculated. Yeah. You're, way, you're <laughs> too vulnerable. <laughs> you know. You're right. I might be a puss, and I have very good reason because this is. Completely yeah, insane. Just strap me in. So he strapped me in. And uh, meanwhile, Sue is very relaxed. She's yeah. singing uh, two turntables and a microphone. She's singing yeah. like some Beck songs. She was, she was, uh, yeah, she was really into it. She was into it. She, she was, was enjoying it so much. I felt even more emasculated. The fact that she was a female comic and body in an all male, basically dominated lifestyle or, or a career. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't care less. I think she wanted to die. <laughs> And screw, screw women. You think it was really more of a death wish? Yeah, she wanted yeah. to, but yeah. that was fun. Yeah, that was that was very bold of you because I had done it. I had had experience, and we went to Skydance in Davis, right, right off the one thirteen towards Woodside, um, and I knew that drop zone from before, and uh, I was very proud of you guys. It was very like nobody ever. Just well, how says many yes. comedians over the years went with you? I don't know. Uh, it took some friends out. It took some. Girls that I was dating out, uh, my current wife went with me, although it was her friend who got her to dive and not me because her friend wanted to go and wanted to get to know one of the dive masters a little better. And she's like, you got to do it with me. And so I'm like, I'm getting out of this. But other comics, I don't know. Mark Ryan, I think I did, was a comic in Houston that went with me. I know Mark. I think, yeah. I think he went with me when yeah. I was in Houston. Yeah. So I want to say two to five. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to select five few. Or less. Yeah, select you were in few. a very select few. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a blast. I mean, it was it was it was something you're glad you did. And yeah, but you, there's no way to prepare for that door opening, and, there, and there's an immediate intimacy with your um, with your mortality. Yeah, it just opens up, and it's like I'm jumping into nothing. This doesn't make sense. Well, even when the plane takes off, and it's the angle with which the plane's getting you up to I that know. altitude, it seems is it. Is it steeper? It seemed. Yeah, they get I up there like the, quick. I was, a, the plane ride was nerve wracking to me. Like yeah. it was like, and I guess just knowing that the, and then when the door opens, that level of terror when a door in an airplane opens, yeah. and he had not strapped me in yet, or maybe maybe I was strapped to something and not him yeah. yet. I don't know. Maybe one or two buckles out of five. Something hadn't happened yet to my uh, comfort level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the door opened, and yeah, it just when you see, and then you see outside. Um, I think by the time you've jumped, you feel fairly at peace. The only thing is, yeah. I was told that when the shoot goes off, you relax. Mm -hmm. And I felt less relaxed. I felt more relaxed before the shoot went off. Yeah, because... Um, you have there's no there's no control at that point you're just falling so once the shoot opens you're planning on for it to work from you probably pulled at 5500 feet probably to pull at your uh, about 4000 feet you're floating yeah. so yeah. now now there's not that second opportunity to i mean you can pull a reserve shoot but usually it would have to happen very quickly but but even without that logic behind it and you know all those facts mm -hmm. uh, just floating down at that height yeah it's less uh, extreme, but it's but you're you see your legs. It's it's going in slow motion. You're actually the terror now has been slowed down. Yes, you know, and elongated. <laughs> and what if it's an Acme parachute? Meet meet, boom boom. You see the Roadrunner or a, a Wayward Falcon <laughs> tangles up your lines. 
Um, you're right. Yeah. There's that. There's it's sustained for a longer period because yeah. you're floating. Now we we bonded on another level too. I, we're both Giants fans. Oh yeah, yeah. Is is Riley? Have you made her into a Giants fan? She's watched a couple of playoff and World Series games, but I don't know that she's into sports that much. So um, she's won two championships. Yeah, I think of right. it that way. That's right. 2012 and 2014. She was not here yet for 2010. And I've always been a proponent. I've always thought it's it's easier to teach hate than love. So what I've started with is to hate the Dodgers. Yeah. And then I'm going to work off that. And I've done a good job with that. My yeah. son really thinks there's something inherently wrong with Can't Dodgers. even look at the sky when it's blue. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Keep your head you down. won't wear a blue shirt, nothing. Wow. Yeah. So even if he was in blood. I've probably gone a little too far. Yeah. yeah. Probably gone Even if he was in a <laughs> walking through... Uh, you can't wear a blue shirt. Even if it's at Ranger Stadium in Scotland, because they're blue. The Rangers, you don't want to wear green and white because then you're Celtic. But yeah, start <laughs> off hate. That's the way they do it. With speaking of Celtic and 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 Rangers, that's yeah. Protestant Catholic. Uh, we yeah. hate the Protestants. We hate the Catholics. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a religious level that you hate the Dodgers. I think that's I think that's the way to good to go. Yeah, we don't allow Dodger hats in our house. No, uh, you have to remove your Dodger hat, um, and. You know, we allow blue in the house. Yeah. Um, but he he loves the Giants, and uh, I know it's – that's what I like about having kids. You can you can brainwash them into liking some of the things you some like. Some of the things you like. And then afterwards, you know, they'll probably – to spite you, I guess, as, as yes. from my understanding, when they get older, yep. uh, they will then hate those things just to uh, to, to burn you. Yeah. <laughs> Worse than coming <laughs> out. Dad, to. mom. <laughs> I don't like women. I like the Dodgers. <laughs> huh. Well, my three-year-old as a joke says that. Yeah. He, he knows it's something he shouldn't yeah. be saying. Yeah. He's like, Dada, I like the Dodgers because he knows I'll get angry. No, I fake. I get fake angry. Yeah. I don't really. You don't bring out a branding iron. What did I, you say? Yeah. yeah I, don't, no. I, don't, I don't take a switch to him, which yeah. is an expression I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, you're not before, uh, before that Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Did you know the switch? The switch. I, oh, yeah. I didn't know about the switch. Uh, Patrick Willis got the switch. Who did? Pat, well, Patrick Willis, right? 49ers oh. linebacker. He got the switch. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, but you're right. Um, that is a good way to do it. You should hate this. Well, we're doing that now with the current president, though. The night of the election, she goes, "Are you mad?" You go, we said we might cry, and she goes, "Why?" Because the bad man's going to win. So I know we're not, we're not talking current events, but uh, yeah, in the future, if some in case it's a, we do that with like yeah, real figures. That's a bad person. Don't like that person. Like this person. Right. But yeah. Sports is. Do yeah. we share any sports things? No, we we don't really watch soccer or football. Because we're watching what they're doing, so I never, I'm never around sitting around watching a sports event while they're there. Uh-huh. It's kind of in passing. So I think she knows that Daddy was happy when the Giants were winning, and Daddy was disappointed when when the Giants lose. Well, here's one way my kids tell. This Clippers. is this is a, a technique I have for dealing with the pain of loss when your sports team, and you can use this yourself. What I'll do is I'll I'll mute. It, the sound is what is painful yeah. a lot of times. So I'll mute it when anything possibly bad could happen. For example, I'll always mute it when they're playing defense. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as painful if someone strikes out with the bases loaded on your team. Mm-hmm. But if the bases loaded, if they load the bases and mm-hmm. something terrible is about to happen, you mute it. So I'm always going back and forth with the mute. Do you do it that way? I go beyond I that. I you know what I did this year? Yeah. Uh, if we can talk about yeah. Sergio Romo yeah. and his failings in the, in the playoffs against the Cubs. Yeah. I knew the night before that the Cubs, or the game before, they had scored two runs to tie it up. And miraculously, Connor Gillespie saved their butts. And then uh, the last game against the Cubs, they were up two runs. I just said, nope. 
I'm stopping the game and I'll fast forward it because I don't want to oh, watch yeah. it live. And sure enough, I just went, okay, I don't have to watch. That's what I did with Casilla all year. Yeah, I can't take it. I couldn't handle Casilla. I'm like, what possible good thing can happen right now? They're either going to win or I'll be happy. But if they lose, I don't want that to go slowly. Yeah, a pterodactyl could come out of the prehistoric ages and whisk him off the mound. Good, he's gone. Yeah, I couldn't take it. I, so I would turn the sound down or fast forward it. Their when, bullpen was so painful. Yeah, it was bad. It was so painful this year. It was just, it was unlike anything I've ever experienced. I think I saw Walter Matthau in the dugout. All right, boys, get out there. See what you can do. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> gluck, 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 gluck. <laughs> yeah, drink, drink. Yeah, it was it was horrible. So I, I, I yeah, I my had to son fast saw the end of that movie recently. This is a bad news oh, bears, yeah. and just loved it so much. Just the idea of throwing you could take your trophy and your whatever and shove it up your shove it up your ass. And my son just loved that. That's great that they you know that's a weird movie. It's yeah. pretty dark. You've got I mean I don't think that movie could come out now. You've got you a know the Billy grown Bob man Thorn drinking. You got the guy drinking in the dugout and giving the kids beer. Yeah. Because I, I don't even think the Billy Bob Thornton version got that 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 hard. Oh, I never saw the Billy Bob. It's not bad, Thornton. but they backed really? off on a little bit of that. Okay, yeah, that '70s version was much darker, much better. But I did delight in the fact that baseball's highest budgeted team did lose, which is the Dodgers. Yeah, even though the Giants are number five. Yeah, and the yeah. Cubs were number number four. Yeah, so. I, I am an underdog type guy. I want. Yeah, I me want too. The, I want. I don't want money to buy championships, and mm-hmm. I want Kevin Durant to lose because I hate ring chasers. I don't like ring chasers. You it's, were a Warriors fan, and that's how you feel. I grew now? up a Warriors fan, but I, then I became a Clippers fan long before that. But my theory is that there are no more George Bailey's. There are. It's like Frodo's. There's no more George Bailey's. If if, if we were to make the movie George, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. with Kevin Durant instead of uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart, he'd go. You know what? Mister Potter's got everything. What am I doing at the Bailey Civilians alone? I want to win. I want to build developments. I'm going to join Mr. Potter. Well, <laughs> Frodo, Frodo wouldn't take the ring. Frodo would keep the ring. <laughs> but I think you're uh, the devil's advocate here. He, he, what if he's just living in a city he didn't want to live in as much? Is that fair? If you, should they own his, yeah. his rights forever where he has to live in a certain city? I'm, not saying, I'm not saying Oklahoma Sun is a bad city. I'm just saying if you happen to not love the city you're living in, yeah. if I told you you have to live in uh, you know, Oklahoma City the rest of your life, that's yeah. your job, you have a right to leave that city, right? Absolutely. If, you don't, if you're not happy there in Oklahoma City. But I don't think that was the case. I think it was the case of the basketball players getting jealous and wanting to build their own legacy. It's got to be about my legacy. It's, not about, it's the reverse of the natural. You know? They asked Roy Hobbs, what do you want people to say? He says, I want to say there goes the greatest baseball player that ever lived. He doesn't right. say, I want to say there's the guy that won four rings. Right. No. He, right. That's value to me. It becomes valueless when you say, I got a ring. Yeah, but you did it for you. You you climbed the rock climbing wall on the easy yeah. yellow pegs. The yeah. idea is to climb the blue pegs where yeah. it's really hard. Yeah. And you may not make it, but if you yeah. do, wow. Well, that's another, my theory. I understand. I understand that viewpoint. The other devil's advocate, I would say, is that some of these players that are saying that stuff, number one, a lot of them went to other cities. Asked yeah. to be traded. Yeah. There wasn't free agency like there is now, but they asked right. to be traded. Someone like Barkley, who I think is very funny, but he did demand to be traded and got traded to the Suns and then chased a ring with Houston. Yeah. And then some of them just happened to be in a, the biggest metropolitan area in the first place. Yeah. And some of them did move, you know, like Kareem or whoever else. So I yeah. kind of feel like there's a bit of hypocrisy to the people that are 
accusing him of this. I'm not right. saying you are because you didn't you didn't do what we're talking about. Yeah. I thought I was always thought the equivalent would be to say that I'm a really successful actor on a successful show and I'm really having fun. Mm-hmm. But now I want to have a legacy and I want to win an Emmy award. So I leave one show to go join another show just to get an Emmy. Right. That wouldn't be kind of shallow. It's yeah. Like, you were having such a great show. That was a great show. You were having a great time. On no, that's it. not great... like the David Caruso thing to make more money and make movies. At least you could say, like, they didn't do it for money. Right. But they still did it for the freaking scene in Moses, a golden cow, where he's saying, like, no, don't worship the golden cow. And, like, we're like, go get the golden cow. Look how many rings that look at me pose with trophies. <laughs> no, I, I watched all those shows. <laughs> Again, Frodo doesn't keep the ring. Frodo throws the ring in, in, in Sauron. He throws yeah. it in. Yeah. Instead of like, no, I want to be, I want to be the greatest right. freaking hobbit ever. Right. Look at my rings. Right. right. I don't know. No, uh, I, I think metal. you make some good points. But now I mean, they make good villains. I, I, now I'm rooting against the Warriors. I'm rooting for them really? to lose. Yeah. What about the guys that were so unselfish that they just decided they'd, they'd kind of... Barry Sanders. Uh, yeah. the, uh, Tony Gwynn, one of the greatest, greatest baseball. I love Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn was never about, hey man, I gotta win that ring. That's Tony Gwynn's voice. Hey, I gotta have that ring. I, yeah, I really gotta have it. I gotta leave San Diego. <laughs> I'm gonna go join the Yankees. He's like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm playing baseball. I love what I'm doing. Yeah. That's, that's the good guy I would point to with my, my both daughters and go, that's the man. That's how you wanna be. Tony well, Gwynn. And I agree with you. If the media would agree more with you and not report, these guys, oh, you never want a ring. They, they're the ones that keep right. telling the story that way. And then the younger generation thinks, well, that's how I'm going to be defined, which there's right. some validity to that because right. they only seem to um, champion the victorious. Yeah. I mean, that's which. You Steve know. Nash would never want a ring. Yeah. He never want a ring. Yeah. So, yeah. Is he. That, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Interesting. But it's interesting. I, I like the whole discussion. I'm, I'm addicted to it. That's why I came here today. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to the ring, and I, I through that much self loathing, I've pretended not to like it. I, I, I got to have a ring, and I know it's taken this long to get it. And I, and you didn't even ask me, but I'm addicted to rings. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll leave rings in bathtubs, just get as dirty as I can, and I won't clean it for weeks, just so I can say, look, it's a sign. Um, I'll cr- go cross-eyed so I can see rings. I don't know what it is. I, I'm addicted to rings. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, do a section we like to call Meritless Advice. Okay. I have some things to tell you, and none of them are true. Meritless advice. Meritless advice. Ca- what do you think of the cash withdrawal sextet? I really you think like I should the, keep them behind glass? Happy Kind and the Mirth Makers on uh, Fernwood Tonight have I seen such a really, really tight band. Um... And I would hire them to play at weddings or bat mitzvahs or anything. Do you think they're? Do you think I should have them behind the uh, the glass like that, the plexiglass? I felt like I was necessary. Well, I, I think so. I too. don't want them to escape. I, you don't want them to escape. It's kind of a Jurassic Park thing because you never know what's going to happen yeah. if they escape, and it preserves them. They're getting the best oxygen available. <laughs> it's like a Steve Wynn environment in there. It's aromatherapy. Yeah. They're young. It keeps them yeah. young. Yeah. Uh, they're not being exposed to radiation right. or climate change, so I'm all for it. Okay, good. Well, this is this is called meritless advice. People send in their questions. You okay. can see this is partially why we're doing the show. I mean, we, oh, people no. just send in hundreds of of tassel type them of, up very you know, clearly. Tassels types them up, and uh, we answer some of their most pressing questions. Before we do, we usually promote things. Do you have anything coming up you want to tell people about? Hey, you the know, year, uh, the year 2016, December 16 and 17, I'm going to be at Flappers in Burbank, uh, nice. California. I like Flappers. They're I really like that nice club. over there. 
Yeah, that's where you pulled me to the stage when I was about to have a second kid. And I said, Cash, I'm afraid that I just won't love my second child as much. And I goes, what about you? And he goes, yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> and, I just thought, and I said that on stage and people laughed. At it. Well, and, and, and just to specify, it really was, it is true. The first, before they're talking, it's hard for them to keep up with the first child in terms of how you feel about them. But then yeah. it, now that the second one's starting to rip on the Dodgers and joke with yeah. me and the whole thing. Now it's, it really is even, I never thought that'd be possible, but yeah. now I love them just as much, but I can't say in the first year I did. Yeah. I, it, one of them had just developed this credible chemistry with me and the other one was just a, just forming. Yeah. It's like going back and liking silent films. You know, let me give it a shot. But yeah. right now I like the talkies yeah. and I like the CGI. Yeah. I might've told you that night too. Also, someone was like, you know, cash, you, how do you do it? I mean, there's not many guys that can be, you know, in the entertainment industry and also are a comedian and also, you know, be a, a parent. How do you do both? You know, how are you living both lives? Yeah. And I just said, well, I'm about half as good as eat, at each as I should be. <laughs> you know, it's like each one side is suffering every time. That's your motto. I give 50 percent. Yeah, I give 50 percent. Two times. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it is hard. Are you, yeah. I'm constantly torn. I know you work your, your, your tail off. You're always doing acting stuff, voiceover stuff, stand-up stuff. Do you feel guilty? I mean, you're out there providing for your family, but at the same time, you feel guilty you're not with them. I, I feel like it's a weird yeah. mix right now. Even when I do travel, it's not that often. Yeah, you feel that. The, the opening line of my act is um, giving the kids a bath. I take off to go to a club. They look at me and say, I love you. And I say, I love you too, but not as much as the adulation and attention of strangers at the comedy club. <laughs> That's just a powerful addiction that you can't fill. You're the yeah. second best part of my day. Yeah. And uh, I'll see you when I get home. <laughs> So yeah, it's hard That's to be so to do both. I remember Al Madrigal's like, "Hey man, yeah. when your your kid comes, you better tell your wife that you got to set your schedule because your wife's gonna keep you at home. You you got to lay down the rules. You got to tell her I'm gonna go out here. I'm like, yeah. but I don't <laughs> want to. Yeah, you might have a different dynamic where your I got, and then I understood his kids were older. Yeah. Of course he wants to get out of the house because oh. they've driven, driven him nuts. Right. I'm still in the, oh, aren't they cute and wonderful? Right. I want to experience everything they? with them. They were just born. Uh, so, I mean, but no, I mean, how old were Al's well, kids? I think when they he... were probably like eight and 11 or 12. Because I'm wondering when I'll feel like I'm not missing something. I feel like I'm missing every minute. I'm like, but I'll put it and in. And I feel, and I feel, especially, I feel angry at the crowd sometimes if they're not as yeah. good. Or I'm like, God, I missed, I missed my son's whatever party today. Yeah. You know? And I think I was joking because yeah, he, he, he was good. He'd taken his kid, uh, Lorenzo, to, to Little League, and he knew all about his coach. He has a great bit about it. About, hey, the rabbit died on my arm. It's tattooing there. You don't want the rabbit to die. So I think he was – Al's being Al. He's being a yeah. joker. But, yeah, yeah the, the, I think there's a little bit of that. You do want to get away for your own sanity and have some adult time. But the catch, the catch, the rub is like, shit, I miss him. That sucks. I can't really enjoy this. Yeah. can't fully enjoy it unless you know that they're taken care of. You know, my wife and I, we took vacations when Riley was two. We went to Belgium, but we dropped him off to the grandparents. And that first two days, we didn't have internet because we were on a farm yeah, outside of yeah. Bruges. We finally get to Antwerp, and, uh, and we find a place, and we, oh, God, Riley, we miss her so much. And then she's like, hi, oh, this is great. I'm getting ice cream. We went to the mushroom playground. Okay, right. She goes, I got to go now. I'm like, oh. She really is okay. All right. Okay, now we yeah. can enjoy it. But yeah. that first three days, two and a half days was torture. Yeah. Oh, what do we do? We should have loved our baby. But once, once, once you know they're okay. Yeah. They're happy. yeah. I think ice cream solves everything. But I also... Th- <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the ice cream fix. Yeah. yeah ice cream That's fix. true. I mean, 
I didn't know the extent that I'd be using. I might have been judgmental before about yeah. people feeding their kids candy to try to get them to do certain things as as a get as a. I, I might have been idealistic enough to think yeah. that I could prevent uh, sugar and candy and TV from coming into my house, and yeah. I, I was sorely mistaken. <laughs> there are times where I just have to. It, there's just no way. It, there's too many hours in the day, and they have too much energy. Bribery saves time. Yeah, and it saves yeah. lives. Yeah. <laughs> It does. In certain countries, it does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in certain mafia situations. Yeah. Good bottom. Um, so um, I've got something coming up next week. I'm at um, the uh, Go Bananas Comedy Club, Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. In, Mon- in that Montgomery. One? Yeah, that's a fun one. Near Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll be there from the 1st through the 4th. That's and uh, I'm doing uh, our old stomping grounds in first week of February. Um, I've got some stuff in between, but I wanted to tell these two dates. Um, the Rooster Teeth Feathers. Remember that club? Santa Clara. That's a, that's a great club, and that's going to be the first week of uh, February, so check that out. Um, oh, I got some animation stuff. Yeah. Uh, what I, else I'd be remiss on? to say that uh, yeah. every Wednesday I'm on Stephanie Miller, freespeech.org. It's different new yeah. radio show. You can get it on freespeech.org and other sources. Uh, Wednesday mornings, usually from 8 to 9 Pacific time. Um, Elena of Avalor episodes coming out. Brand new Fairly Odd Parents. They play Mr. Crocker, Timmy Turner. And in Pensacola, I'll be at the Pensacola Con in, I think I want to say January. And then in Lexington, I'll be at the Lexington Con in March for all you voiceover people. You can check out my IMDb. I did I did Rocco on Rocco's Mother Life. I did Spyro, the first Spyro, the dragon. I do a ton of voices. So if you're voiceover people out there, hit me up when you're in, I'm in Pensacola. At the Pens- and you're not Pensacola. even hideous. You're just great at voices. Yeah, I'm not hideous. So I'm doing that stuff. So there. That's no, the plugs. I, I'm pleased. Yeah, if you're doing anything else, let us know. And I'll, I will. Yeah, I mean, um, your voiceover stuff, one of my favorite bits of yours was, it was back when, like, it was when Atlantis, this is dating ourselves, but Atlantis Morissette mm-hmm. had done that album where she was very depressed the whole David album. David Yeah, she was very depressed the whole album. Yeah. And you had done this sketch about these cotton oh. pickers or something. Yeah, the Native yeah. Americans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, cotton pickers. I was like, my, my cousins have done from cancer, from the pesticides. <coughs> I work 70 hours a day. <coughs> but the pobrecita Alanis Morris said she got it dumped for a new girl by David Couillet, the guy from Full House. <laughs> He's so terrible. She has it rough. <laughs> what has happened to her? Yeah. Like they would have sympathy for her situation. Give me a fucking situation. break, man. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> but that's what makes great art, having your heart broken. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Still didn't disqualify her pain. She was in yeah. pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Dr. Leviathan, one of our favorites, writes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, aren't all babies technically newborns? Um, no, because there are babies as adults. I didn't get my way. <laughs> eh, I lost. Eh, you didn't vote for me. The general election didn't go my way. I'm going to protest. <laughs> yeah. Which I shouldn't say that because I like to protest. Well, yeah, I mean, that's one of the advantages of what's about to happen. We'll get to see a lot of protesting. Yeah. No, not all babies are newborns because growing up is only a chronological thing. Nobody says, and you know this in show business, people get older. They don't necessarily grow up, and they act like babies. Yeah. So babies can be a literal term, which is newborns, or they could be a figurative term. Yeah. So figuratively speaking, not all babies are newborns. Not all babies. You're right. You're right. Um, He also writes, um, uh, this is uh, Dr. Leviathan, Mm -hmm. uh, better replacement for an engagement ring, donut, cheerio, rubber band, or lug nut? This is a good question right now because my wife lost her uh, wedding Mm -hmm. ring. She she didn't lose it. It, A door hit it and and the 
you know, the, the rock flew out. It wasn't a diamond. It was oh. actually a pebble. It flew out, and uh, she's never found it. I'm going to go with a lug nut as per Rick Reynolds' old bit about people with glass eyes. Put yeah. something useful in there, like a clock, something yeah. I can use. <laughs> so a lug nut could save yeah. a life. You're right. Like, you see a freeway. Yeah. Hey, man, hey, yeah. don't worry. I'll just give you my engagement ring. And then <laughs> off they go to enjoy their vacation. Yeah, I mean, I, rubber band's good for me, too. A donut and a Cheerio, those aren't going to last long. No, they're going to, well, the, yeah, they're going to decay. Yeah, but, um, uh, how about this? Quentin Kuo writes, uh, the steel drum solo, overdue for a comeback? Overdue for, I used to used to listen to steel, what they call steel pans, because they were originally made out of pans. I used to listen to, when I was in my jazz stage in college, I forgot who the, uh, the guy was. Um, yeah, way overdue, and not just on a cruise ship. Yeah. Maybe at this year's inauguration, if we're keeping yeah. track. Uh, <laughs> believe me, these guys are great. <laughs> Take a listen. <laughs> yeah. It's a pleasant sound, the steel it drum. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of uh, brightens the mood. I think more people should... I, I, don't, have any, I don't have any steel drum on, on, on disc. On I don't disc. have it uh, on MP3. Maybe I should... I have one on LaserDisc. <laughs> it's a live solo. <laughs> if you want to impress, if you want to go to Jamaica and get off and you're working a cruise ship, and yeah. uh, you could go, say... Where can I listen to the musical stylings of Steel Pans? Oh, man, nobody called, come on, have a drink of rum, man. Steel Pans is the original. That, that, that's how you know you're in. Really? If you say See, Steel Pans. They were actually I, Pans. I, I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know that. It's weird and wild. Wild stuff. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know there was one in particular. Do you have him on uh, LaserDisc? No. I, I, no. It, you uh, watch him. I watch on him. On LaserDisc. On LaserDisc. Eight tracks. What was his name? I used to, I actually, I used to have all... Steel pan stuff. Um, actually, there's steel pants at the beginning of Spyro Gyro's uh, Morning Sun. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Spyro Gyro. So I, I don't want to change something. You can already do Trump. Is that? Uh, you're, you're... Believe me, believe me. I and here's a bit I did. You know, I did. I do believe you. I believe Trump's did all those things he said yeah. to women. Yeah. yeah. Because coming from he's a New York socialite, he's a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have believed yeah. that coming from Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Believe me. When I tell you that women love power, you can grow up and grab them by the pussy. They love it. I get away with it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't really believe you, bro. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you do. But with Trump, you, 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 you kind of, yeah, you tend to believe it. Yeah. Was it, you, you can, I, I just feel like your impressions, you can probably do three or four hundred yep. different. Who knows? There's some of them are in the same octave. Yeah. You know, uh, when I do Billy Crystal, people go, I don't know who that is. It's somebody. I got to figure it. I've heard it. I'm very comfortable with it. <laughs> but I'm not quite sure who it is. <laughs> Have fun storming the castle when it gets carried through your my one eye. <laughs> then they can kind of catch it. Um, it. Written Sarcasm writes, uh, why is building exercise equipment more exhausting than using it? <laughs> That's a great one. I love that. Absolutely. It's true. It's I, building these things. And I, was, I want to ask you about that with having kids. It's. I spent an entire Christmas day building a Christmas gift. It just took, it was just, I don't know. Yeah, there's always that Ikea marriage record cabinet. Yeah. Like, no, honey, yeah. I got it upside down. Yeah. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah, yeah. It's a mentally taxing. I think it's because you want to get it right. Yeah. That's why, it's, so when you exercise, you don't care if you get it right. You're just like, oh, I burned four calories, my form sucked, but look at 400 calories. But it's not just that. You buy this thing, but, but you don't get to have that thing yet. And the, the impatience with that, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that 
you have this task that it's it's not an actual thing that you own any yet because you can't use it, and yeah. you, and you mess it up. And I, I mean, it's just it's very frustrating. I think it's the anticipation that 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 which you build will bring joy and health and happiness, and it's all that anticipation that goes into it. And then once it's there, you're like, eh. Now, anything you buy, I think the buzz wears off within 24 hours, and that includes like a car. I yeah. mean, like it's there's just no shelf life to to or there's no a hooker. Uh, even less. Yeah. Even yeah. less than 24 hours, 24 seconds. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's why there's no reason to, to cheat on your, uh, on your lover uh, because it's, it's 24 it's, seconds. It's, it's does the, the satisfaction. And then the guilt probably starts immediately. My um, 30 minute nap lasts 30 minutes and there's no guilt. Right. Right. But any possession, um, yeah, it tends wears. to, it wears almost immediately. And then you're on to the next thing you think maybe you should buy. I've got this beautiful massage chair that yeah. I have at my house and yeah. I can show you pictures and yeah. it just looks like a, looks like I'm going to die there <laughs> eating a bowl of Lucky Charms just slumped over. I don't enjoy it as much anymore because of that mental image. But to, to you, cause I've been curious about this cause I spent an entire holiday at Brookstone just hanging out <laughs> in there, in there. And I thought about buying one of these uh, massage chairs. Is it, do you use it a lot? I think you, you, I use it a lot less than I thought because I've, I have to use it because of the kids, but then I can't use it because of the kids. It's like, am I going to watch that Netflix show or sit in this chair? Yeah. Damn it. I'd rather watch TV. I'm the, but that's a New Year's resolution. And how brave of me to make this resolution that I vow not to you know, take care of my kids more, participate yeah. more with them. I vow to use my massage use chair. chair more. Why don't you put it in front of the TV or in front of the kids? Yeah, that's not going to happen. As long as, unless I date line my wife, because it's, it's going to stay in the office. It's too they ugly. Can't it's hideous. Make it, they can't make a massage chair that's not hideous. No, it's never been done. It's never been done. Uh, maybe if I had a man, it's cave. the white whale. It it's is the, the white, white whale, whale of. Uh, Mine's a black whale, but it is the white whale of. It's just ugly. It's hideous. Of chairs. Yeah. It's like a beluga whale with a big bulbous head. That <laughs> it's not really cute. <laughs> okay, this is the last one. Uh, Charlemagne writes, "Do yeah, and I wanted to give you this one because you, okay. you've been talking about it. Do you think hobbits ever get pedicures? You know, you were talking about. Uh, I think they get them by the animals that they farm, and I think it's a it's a trade off. Like Frodo, I won't eat this one because he takes care of me fingers and toes. You know, it's like a goat. I think they get them by goats. <laughs> but they're not like no, you look very good today, oh Frodo. Where you go today? You go to Sauron. I want to make sure you don't trip on a rock. You know, no, it's. It's thanks a barter for, system. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for coming in, Carlos. Can you come Thank back you. sometime? I am going to come back. Do you have back. another withdrawal symptoms? Come on back. Yeah, and because uh, I, I want to know how your New Year's resolution goes. Uh, uh, thank you. Yeah, and to if, sit in your, it's a, it is a really noble resolution. Thank to, you. To, you know, to find out if you sit in your massage chair more. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll continue to be work with my addiction with rings. And uh, no more carnival games that involve rings and things like that. And I'll just forego those as well. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to your house sometime and listening to these uh, steel drum solos. While you sit in the massage chair. Now leaving Nerdist.com.